0: A No Direction Network Production brought to you by roll20.net played on the roll20 virtual tabletop using their officially licensed War for the Crown Adventure Path digital conversion with thanks to our patrons at patreon.com/nodirection this is a very special Adventurous. unfortunately our gm is not available and if you've ever played a role playing game you know that's a pretty crucial role so what we're doing tonight is instead of playing the next episode of War for the Crown, Crownfall, which would actually, from our estimate, finish off the Crownfall book, instead we'll be playing 9-13, the Lion's Justice, Pathfinder Society scenario that takes place during the Grand Day of Exaltation. So that big party that we were all at, uh, party's probably not the right word for it, but anyway, that big event we were all at early on in War for the Crown. There's a Pathfinder Society scenario that tells you what happens after our characters were teleported away, and we're going to be playing it tonight. Running the game will be our—I'm uh, looking for an adjective. Sorry, Param, I didn't mean for that to be a long pause. I guess illustrious is what we're going with. It's the only one that came to mind. Our illustrious game master, Param. Hello, everyone. Playing in the game are standard players for adventurers. We've got Kathy, hey, Lauren. Greetings and salutations. And debuting. He will be joining the adventurous cast full time shortly, so this is an interesting first episode for him. It's Mr. Jason Keeley. Hello. (laughs) You're already in your character voice? No, no, that'll be completely different. (laughs) (laughs) Too bad.
1: And, what do people need to know about this adventure? All right. The (laughs) Lion's Justice takes place in Taldor's capital, and it will be taking place during the Grand Day of Exaltation shortly before the events at the beginning of War for the Crown. Now, before we uh, get started in the adventure itself, why don't you introduce for both each other and the audience the characters you're playing, their class, and a one single sentence about them.
0: Go, Ryan. I'll be playing my dwarf, Stone Throw. He's a dwarf, Mad Dog Barbarian, which means that he has an animal companion, And the whole reason I took this class was for the opportunity to have a kangaroo animal companion. So that will be Stone Throwing Joey, kicking butt and hopping around. All right. Next up is Lauren.
2: So I am playing my actual PFS character, Farah Brinehart, my Dash One, Captain of the Salt Harpy. She is a fighter and a... She leads the Breinhart family of merchant ships and doesn't have much time for words.
1: And Kathy?
3: I'm playing a half-elf named Locke. She's a cleric of Desna. And she is a huge fan of hopping around, teleporting. And uh, she initially joined Pathfinder Society to look for her missing husband, and she has, to date, never found him.
1: Oh no, that's terrible. And Jason Kiri! Uh, right. I don't have a uh, pet
4: fun side of character for this particular level, so I'm just gonna be playing Ezrin. He's a human wizard. You know that by now. You know who he is. Mm-hmm.
1: Alright, everyone, our favorite old man explorer, Ezrin, will be joining their <laughs> crew. Is everyone ready to get started? Yeah. Alright, yeah. as I said, this adventure takes place in the capital city of Taldor, Opara, where the PCs have been summoned by Venture Captain Musello to his home. Venture Captain Musello straddles a turnaround wooden chair, resting his arms atop the back, and you can guarantee he did a Riker to sit there. He looks around with a wide smile on his face, nodding with salutation to the group assembled before him. Good, good. You all made it through the crowds gathered for the grand day of exaltation. Be sure to keep your hand on your coin purse during these festivities. There's an abundance of pickpockets out there. All the big nobility at the Senate building, including our own Lady Marilla... That's where the exaltation ceremony is set to take place. The Grand Prince is going to elevate a commoner to the rank of nobility. It's all real charming, not to mention a great boon for business. Heck, that's why I'm keeping the shop open, even while we meet. As he says so, you can hear uh, all the people outside of his connected shop just milling around. And his home slash office is very, very cramped. Misello lets out a raucous laugh before continuing. All right! While all the nobles are enjoying the fancy party, it's up to you to do some important work for Lady Marilla. The society's recent accomplishments in the lands of the Lenorm King has gained us support from a member of the Ulfen Guard, a man by the name of Blardle Trolltooth. Now, it seems that Blardle wanted to talk to the society about... And that's when... You hear a crash coming from the shop in er, in next to you, followed by trampling footsteps and a whole bunch of grumpy voices barking in scald. If anybody speaks scald, I'll be able to tell you what they're barking about. But I what the-
3: don't think I do.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Do not.
4: Nope. All right. So many so many languages, but not scald. Mm-hmm. I'll teach them to speak talon with this halberd. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
1: All right, everyone, what are you doing while you hear all the insanity outside? I think uh, need to go investigate.
2: Yeah, I'm going to have to football tackle that door.
1: Mm-hmm. All right, as you all begin to approach the door, it swings open, knocked partially off of its hinges, hinges by the force of a slam. A bear of an orphan man stands in the open doorway, silhouetted by the sunshine of the storefront. A great axe is strapped along his back, and an animal fur sits uh, in an animal fur-covered set of tan hide armor. He looks around the back room at all of you, getting ready to charge the door, a sense of barely restrained fury in his eyes. "'Where's that fancy woman who calls herself Marilla? I, blood of troll-tooth of the orphan god, made an oath to her, and now I intend to uphold that vow.' by the gods this is a dark time the Grand Prince will soon mete out a bloody calling of the Senate and I'm honor bound not to interfere but I can warn those who might be able to stop it this what? leaves Marilla
0: shocked in stunned silence he's not the only one Ew. <laughs> boy uh, what <laughs> yeah. Venture <laughs> uh, Captain
1: Murillo, uh looks over the man. He says, "Yeah, yeah yes, yes, yes. This is the the, the God. Um, this is the Ufeng member that uh, I, I told you about. Uh, what, what, what's all this? What's all this?" And he says, do not you hear me, man? The prince intends to call the senate. A bloody massacre is what he's planning. I need to
0: m- meet with Marillo Um. How do you know this? That's my right. voice, that's my Zevier voice But The question is the right one I'm part
1: of the honor guard Of the lion's blades Not the lion's blades, I'm part of the Alvin guard Of the olven guard Heck, he wants us to participate in it But I'm not going to allow that
3: Um And everyone else is going to?
1: Ah, uh, he's got his His crew of loyalists You need to, you need to stop it he uh, he spends the says uh, he says the grand prince. He intends to attack the senate during the ceremony itself. He has seated numerous of his allies and confidants and backstabbers throughout the whole affair. It's going to be a bloodbath.
2: Well, how much longer is it till the cent- Till the thing?
1: Oh, it's not much time at all. Just later this evening, Captain Barillo It looks pale as he as he uh, relays this information and then turns towards all of you. Bath this changes our mission quite suddenly. This is an emergency situation, and Lady Marilla is not currently available. I'm going to need to rely on you to do what we can to avoid this disaster. Of course.
0: All right. So we we avoid it. We're going to show up, and we're going to try and, and stop it. Oh, it, might, it might very well come to that. But no, no, no. I think
1: I think the best thing we could do right now is to try to contact. The Lions' blades, okay? The, they're they're the uh, the the Tilden special secret agents that uh, that will handle the security of the the prince and the kingdom. If if anybody can stop this massacre, that's who we need on our side for this.
2: Ain't they already going to be there? Isn't that kind of their job?
1: Well. Either they're going to be if they're if they're there, either they're going to be in on it, which we'll need to know in a second, or uh, they're unaware of what the prince has planned. Either way, we need to stop this, and we don't have a, a heck of a chance of stopping it with just the five of us in this room and one grumpy uh, orphan guard here.
0: All right, can we can we scry them? Can we just send them a message? Uh, you can try that, but uh, I, I don't have any uh, any any.
1: Uh, the, the facilities to take care of that? No, no, it's probably best to rush over there in person as fast as you can. Well, then, where are they? What are we talking about? How far is this? Mm-hmm. Oh, gosh. I can tell you directions on how to get there. And he, he pulls out one of the maps of his cities and starts to do that. Well, while I get this ready, do you, you guys want to talk to the Ulfin and see what more you can get from him?
2: What do you say, Ulfin? Got anything of use for us? Mm-hmm.
1: Our name's not orphan. It's blood of troll, truth. And I'll answer okay. your weird questions. Just tell me what you want to know. I,
3: I, I, any any information you have on this? Mm-hmm. Just anything you think we need to know to
1: mm-hmm. help. Okay. Well, the thing you need to know about Starvin is he intends to stop his daughter's attempts to claim the throne. He sees the senate as this monstrous and bloated thing, and he intends to call the herd. Even if it were right, his method is madness. He's bringing in foreigners to kill his own citizens and seeks to end his own bloodline to hold on to power. It's it's just disgraceful. Alright, who are these foreigners? Uh, I don't know exactly who he's brought in. I just know that he's brought outside uh, assassins from other countries.
3: Mercenaries and thugs. Mm-hmm.
1: So humans, not monsters. Uh, I believe it's uh, mostly you know walking folk I haven't seen heard of any word of any monsters
3: so is he just going to put them in there as if they're regular you know guests of this assembly or
1: oh yeah I I don't know exactly how he plans to do it but he's I mean he's the prince He he can bring anybody he wants into the senate that is true.
0: Mm-hmm. And he said he contacted you through the Orphan Guard. Are there Orphan Guard that are loyal to him right now? I don't know. Uh,
1: most mm-hmm. of my Orphan Guard are opposed to this plan, but I don't know if any of them are going to be joining him. I, I've pledged myself to Grand Prince, and I'm also a man of principles. What Stavian intends to do is vile. It must be stopped, even if the. Even if the axe that falls isn't my own. Many of my orphan guards, as I said, they're opposed to this, but the Grand Prince has been selective in deciding who and which of my people will be able to even join him at the ceremony. If we take axe up against the orphan guard, are you going to stand between us? I, I will definitely not stop anything you all plan to do that works to the safety of this country. But you need the lion's blades. I'm a killer of warriors. I'm not a diplomat or a spa. The blades, they'll know how to walk the path better than I. We wouldn't make up the hundred steps of the Senate building before we were stopped if we tried to do it on our own. Even with magic rings within the building, oh man, they'd assume us traitors on the spots. No, we'd be cut down instantly. The, if you're going to be able to pull this off, you're going to need the blades on your side. And then that, and there's no chance the blades will take the prince's side. Oh, there's a chance of that for sure. So make sure they're on ours. With that, um, mm-hmm. with that the uh, Venture Captain Morelso has pulled out a series of maps and says, here, you need, you need to go here and, and to get into the, the, the lion's den. It, it's in a library. Uh, but you need, All you need to do, and he begins to whisper some directions on uh, how to uh, approach the area you're going to need to go to at the library.
0: We I forcibly grab the maps so will
1: take us to get there. Uh, It'll probably take you a few minutes To walk across town if you hurry. Oh,
3: okay
1: Does anybody have any knowledge, gather information Knowledge local or knowledge ability.
3: I've, I've got some knowledge local
1: Okay, go ahead and roll it That's
3: a 22
1: A 22, okay So you're going to know several pertinent facts First, you're going to know that the week before the Grand Day of Exaltation is an immense celebration in Opara. The city is almost doubles in size as visitors cram into the capital to be part of this historic event. The Exaltation Ceremony involves the Grand Prince elevating a commoner into the ranks of nobility. A historic vote of the Senate is set to take place before this year's Exaltation Ceremony, determining whether to end primogeniture which mandates that only a male heir can ascend to the Talgen throne. Stalvin's sole heir is Princess Eutropia, who has amassed strong support in the Senate to overturn this law. The nation anxiously awaits the result of this vote. The recipient of this year's exaltation is going to be a simple man from a hamlet called Breezy Creek. He is Calvio, and his story is one of a family sacrifice. His parents' accrued considerable debts to educate their son and to ensure he had the requisite coin to make the journey to Aparra and secure appropriate attire for this important event. Calbio. Yeah, <laughs> I'm that, sure they that, will go
4: well.
1: <laughs> that, that very nice and currently still alive Calbio. <laughs>
4: <laughs> we have to do everything we can to save him. Yes, <laughs> I'll just, I'll just forget this rest of this adventure save <laughs> break the timeline.
3: Okay. well i'll mm-hmm. let everyone else know everything i know
1: uh Bar- Bjardle, uh, uh marcelo says uh he'll he'll escort you over uh to the aca- uh Cthordian academy that's where you're gonna need to go uh that's where you're gonna need to go to find your way to get to the lions blades and with him helping you they'll actually let you in
2: oh good. Well, then, what are we waiting for? Let's get a move on. Yeah, I think we need to hurry. The
0: Authority of Authority, they get us into the Lion's Den, the Lion's Blade get us into the Convocation. That is the plan. Alright, uh, sorry. Alright,
1: All right, everyone. What? Are you ready for it? Ezra yeah. wakes
4: up. He was dozing in the corner
1: the whole time. Ezra! <laughs> Ezra, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm sorry about that, I'm old
4: man. I'm, I'm nearly 40. oh so old i am let's go what
1: are we doing
3: just follow us
1: all
4: right,
1: so let's go <laughs> all right. Bardl burst out the door with just as much enthusiasm as he burst in the door that removes the last of the hinges that that door had and begins to <laughs> a very fast, hard march across the city, even though the streets are incredibly crowded, they part easily for the bulking figure of the angry Ulfin, as well as the strange kangaroo that's bouncing through the streets.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I'll stay close behind him so that I don't have to fight through the crowds that much.
1: Any of you who have a speed of 20 or less, uh, give me a fortitude save. I'm a barbarian.
3: I have a speed of 40.
1: Wow, okay, so you're easily able to uh, keep up with with Bjardl's rather enthusiastic marching pace as he makes his way into the Cathordian Academy, and more importantly to the library any of you who have wow. participated in the pathfinder society 5-11 library of the wow. lion will immediately recognize this area i gm it. i don't know if i applied it to this character
3: i really don't remember
1: <laughs> he escorts you all to the library's administration room uh, where he speaks with one of the attendants very brusquely and he leaves the room in a hurry Eventually, Yardle, while, does or the, the, Yardle speaks to the uh, speaks to the attendant, and the attendant is the one who leaves ah, in a hurry. Yeah. Okay. They leave you waiting here for several minutes before someone else, a tall, half elven woman, hmm. comes to get you and escorts you further inside. Two rogues. Dressed
0: like a librarian? Indeed. Or like a warrior? Mm hmm. Librarian?
1: Okay. Mm hmm. Except for the oddity of a rapier at her belt. Not that odd. <laughs> well, I've never needed one when I'm, you know, sorting the Dewey Decimal System
0: before. <laughs> well, you Numbers. don't live in a world where books can be book constructs. Fair. Fair point. All right. Two rows
1: of tall bookshelves flank an imposing yet beautiful wooden desk that presides over this room that you've been escorted to. Over the door hangs a portrait of Grand Prince Stavian Third, wearing an especially smug grin. A brass plaque on the frame of the portrait reads, A cunning lie is never told twice. And then you're set to wait here for a few minutes more. Do you wish to do no. anything in the office?
2: <laughs> I wish to be as impatient as possible.
1: <laughs> All right. I <Not> patience. for impatience. <laughs> After a few minutes of very enthusiastic impatience, an older, powder woman enters the room and seemingly ignores you despite your awkward appearances as she takes a seat behind her desk. Boy. Did anybody... This is
3: pretty urgent. <laughs> hmm. uh,
1: she looks all yeah. at... Then she looks up at you one at a time. And says, yes, I imagine you think it is. So what is this urgent emergency that you've so insistently bothered me with on this very important and busy
0: day? A civil war. (laughs) About to break out. (laughs) A a, a what now? There's going to be a murder and assassination and we're here to stop it. And all we need to do is talk to the Lion's Blades. And all we're doing is sitting here waiting for you to push your pen. Look, pencil pusher, get us to the Lion's Blade. Hey. It, it
3: does seem like there's plans to bring in assassins and start a massacre um, this evening. Mm-hmm. Um, and and we would very much like to prevent that.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, what do you know about some assassination? What details do you have?
0: Is Blardel still there? Yeah, Blardel is still here. All right, well, I turned to him expectantly.
1: Mm -hmm. All right. We're going to fill her in. Blardle bursts out and says, oh, you daft woman. The the prince, he's brought in foreign assassins. He intends to slaughter the whole Senate. She looks at him quite shocked. Do we need Um, to back him up?
3: Yeah, I would like to also uh, roll diplomacy while I'm trying to back him up.
1: Oh, great! Please give me some diplomacy, check. Like
3: he called her, you know. So um, that would be thirty-six.
1: Oh, nice. you are very I'm good. worried.
0: We didn't have any diplomacy in this. Point. So
1: please tell me how you uh, how how you're uh, helping to explain this.
3: Uh, you know, our our friend here is very um, worried and concerned and passionate about this. I'm sure you can understand. As soon as he heard of this plan, he just you know, tried to enlist us, and he, he and also we want to do everything in our power to prevent this. The information does seem very accurate and only revealed to a few select people. Um, and we, you know, we're here to help, we're here to help you, we're here to talk to the lion's blades. We just really want to uh ensure that any bad elements that are run in don't cause trouble tonight.
2: Alright, slam a fist on the desk. Alright, you've had enough words, now get us to the Lion's Blade.
1: <laughs> well, you you rather impatient woman. You have been speaking to one of the higher ranks of the Lion's Blade this whole time.
3: Please forgive their passion, they're just super worried.
2: Mm. That's right, super worried.
1: <laughs> and you seem and honestly I believe you have right to be worried. We've heard various rumors of foreign interference lately and some of us are suspicious of the same thing, but others in our ranks are woe to believe that this conspiracy could possibly be true. <sighs> to, to your benefit, I'm more inclined to believe you, but if we're going to sway the Lion's Blades and my fellows into action, we're going to need a more than just an enthusiastic orphan's cursings to back it up.
0: I'm going to need some hard proof well, his portrait has a quote about lying and how great lying is. I don't think the prince is one to be trusted. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you want to make a fair agent yourself
1: someday? Well, I'm gonna need some proof, and if you're all willing to get involved, I might know where you can procure some.
3: Uh, we're willing to do what we have to to prevent anything from going wrong.
1: Mm-hmm. All right, well, some of my agents have identified one of Stavian's closest allies. A nobleman named the name of Caldehan Vincent has been making regular has been receiving regular guests in the Apara Villa all this time. Guests that are not members of the Talden nobility, and many of those are foreign dignitaries of interesting repute. Does this guy have a title or a rank? Um, it, it escapes me at the moment. You'll, uh, you'll pardon me if the uh, if everything seems too brisk for me to be able to pull out my notes. <laughs> uh, but he has a but his villa has the, the the frequency of visitors to it has increased increased the closer we get to the exaltation itself. If you could, you know, visit the villa and see if anything you find there, are... Ours of interest to my agents, you might be able to procure the proof we need so that I can force action amongst the Lion's Blades. We do not act against our prince lightly.
5: Mm -hmm.
3: So do you suggest we do this by going up to the door and talking to them? Or do you suggest Mm -hmm. a different approach
1: how you choose to approach this is going to be up to you i would suggest a subtle approach to this as i assure you that any illegal actions you take inside the city we will not be able to shield you from of course Mm -hmm. boy Mm -hmm. Uh, what kind of security does he have at his villa I would expect at least a modicum of his security that any visiting novel would have, you know, a personal guard force, maybe some defenses of the home. I uh, I'm not aware of any of the specifics, I'm afraid, but uh, you know, I expect the the odd little magical
0: trap or or vicious beastie inside.
5: <laughs>
0: and would he be there or would he already be at the grand complication, not complication. <laughs> <laughs> the grand, ex- grand day of exaltation.
1: grand day of exaltation. <laughs> you seem to be having uh, uh, some difficulty keeping your date straight sir. anyway I don't Boy. know if he's going to be on the on the vicinity or not so I wish you all luck with this information gathering mission but if you do find something be back to me and quickly uh, the exaltation is near hours away
3: Right, yes, of course.
0: Mm-hmm. We will do our
3: best to do it quickly.
0: Blardle, you coming with us or are you going to stay here? Uh, Blardle looks at you
1: and says, oh, It's best I probably stay here and try to get any of my any of my men that are loyal to me to help us out. Agreed. And besides, okay. I'm not any good at this sneaky talky business.
4: <laughs> <laughs>
1: I mean, Hold on. you would you.
4: Oh yes, uh I just have one important question about this whole thing. How do I get a library card here? Their books here are fantastic.
1: I uh if you if, if we can discuss that upon your successful return of uh your assignment, I'm sure that would not be uh difficult to arrange. Alright. Well I'm satisfied. tried. <laughs> You can find the villa in the upper part of town And she provides you with detailed directions On how to get there Oi.
3: Just what we need
1: mm-hmm. Do you all need to make any preparations Before you go Or come up with a plan to discuss amongst yourselves
0: We yeah.
3: might want to discuss amongst ourselves A little bit, right? Yeah, yeah so that yeah. sounds good
0: Can you make us invisible? Uh, uh no Can you make us quieter?
4: I can teleport us all in there yeah. using a dimensional door. Well, most of us at any rate.
1: Uh, who gets Three left behind? <laughs> um,
3: I mean, I could probably teleport myself.
1: Boy, can oh, I bring you all discuss this. I'll uh, leave you use of my office. The attendant will show you out when you're ready.
3: Alright. Um, I can teleport and bring... 3 people
0: with me. So was a coincidence. Joey can just uh, well he can do this and I use my hostling armor and Joey just becomes an emblem on my chest.
4: There you oh. go cuz yeah. All right, even better. And I can only bring 2 people along. I can bring Excellent. everyone.
3: But it is taking up a level 5 spell just
0: Okay, but it's one trip. Lock. But it's one trip. Yeah. Should we go to the villa, see what the situation is, and then decide if we need to use that?
2: Why don't we get some horses and we just ride there like civilized folk? So No, folk? Sure
4: teleporting in. Probably, there's yeah, probably inside. A inside. Yeah, well, let's get yeah. there and do some recon. And then we yes. can throw our way in. And then well, most of us can get out. <laughs> <laughs> and that should be fine.
0: Uh, yeah. I don't like the way you round up people in the party. <laughs> What do you it mean? Like if your spell doesn't help everybody, then we shouldn't really be considering that spell.
4: Uh, yeah, yeah, it's it's the practical, it's the, the practical answer, to the solution. Uh, I've got your only...
2: practical answer right here, wizard. And I slam my
4: black halberd down. That's what I'm talking about. Uh, this uh, this young woman has it right. Uh, we'll do. We'll, we'll, we'll get. We'll get the pra- we'll We'll do what we can do. That's all Boy, we can do. I'm sorry.
0: And looking at the directions, is it faster to just run there, or is it faster to go get horses and then ride there?
1: You would probably have, especially today of all days, finding somebody that would be lending any horses for use would be impossible.
2: That's a good Uh, point. But I own a company of merchant ships. We use horses to load and unload vehicles. Can I go get some of my my horses? Let's get a boat. You're right. Let's do it. I have enough boats for each of us. (laughs) Let's
1: take boats there. It's it's not really accessible by boat, (laughs) but if you want to go to your boat to the docks for supplies, you can do that. I don't know how fast that would be.
2: And these are dark horses; they're not exactly fast horses.
3: I personally could easily get through the crowd, so just worry about how we're gonna get it get you guys there. I, I'm I'm fine.
1: You don't foresee don't that it would be there. very difficult for you to walk there if that was what you decided to do.
2: Oh, uh, okay. <laughs> yeah. I, I I think that uh, we just got a wink, wink, nudge, nudge from the GM that we're walking. Sure. Yeah. All right. <laughs> I'm
1: fine uh, that. All right. Caldehon's villa is on the very edge of the city limits, mm-hmm. near the better part of town, of course. It is a walled estate, but it is fairly modest in size, about appropriate for a foreign um, man of distinction that is maintaining a presence in the city, but not quite what would be acceptable for, of course, a local noble to use as a show of power and influence. It does appear that the uh, place is not very busy at the moment. Uh, You can see the small stone walls and the very modest garden inside of the courtyard and there appears to be a single halfling servant uh, tending to the front gate and the bushes there.
3: So no other visible security? up
1: You don't see anything that would look like security right now, no?
3: Mm-hmm. I'm mistrustful.
1: <laughs> How um... busy is this street? This is actually not very busy at all right now. It seems that most of the traffic has already moved to the heart of the city itself. So these outer skirts are almost abandoned. Uh, You barely see anybody on the street at all right now.
3: Right. Can we get around to the back? Without going into the grounds yet, just to see what we...
1: Well, his villa is flanked by, of course, other villas in the area, mm-hmm. so you would have to sneak through one of their properties in order <laughs> to get to the back of his.
3: Right. Um, hmm. What do you
2: all think? I think you better figure out a way to get us in here before I decide to.
0: Boy, look, I think you're the one, if we're going to do talking, we do talking through you. And if we're going to do magic, we do magic through you, because Ezrin really is <laughs> not. I'm sorry, Ezrin. You, hopefully you come in handy, but you are not. <laughs> it was you need me to blow something up yet? <laughs> See, I like that attitude, but all right, me and uh, uh, my fighter friend here, Lauren, what's your character's name? Farrah. Me and Farah blow things up with our fists, so... We're all looking at you, Locke. You're the one that can decide if we're going that route or if we need an alternative.
2: Because that sounds like our plan B is pretty solid. Well, the thing is, I mean, I can get
3: us all inside, but I do need some idea of where inside we're going to. That's the only problem. Mm -hmm. So if we can't get close enough to, like, you know, look into a Mm -hmm. window and figure out the layout or stuff, we're just going to have to break it.
1: It looks okay. like to the, the villa seems to be a modest single-story affair with a U-shaped uh, building surrounding a courtyard, which is the front of the courtyard is where you all will have are looking currently. The courtyard does seem to have a reasonably sized small stables in it as well, and a lovely little pond. Full of alligators. Uh, full of goldfish.
2: Oh, my.
4: Giant killer goldfish. Got it. <laughs> Dive,
2: so, just fish. <laughs> so from the outside looking in, do we see any servants milling about inside other than the one halfling?
1: No, you just see the one halfling right now.
2: Okay, so how about we tie this little man up and get inside? Whoa, whoa, what whoa.
3: Why don't we just whoa. talk to him first? We could just avoid this. I could just, um, I could just dimension hop to a window on the side, take a peek into the thing, and then teleport us all into that place without bothering or tying up anyone.
0: Oh, yeah, he's been meeting with a lot of weird people. Why don't we just walk up and pretend we're his weird people?
3: Fair enough. I mean, I'm just kind of concerned that with... we might be memorable and then
2: they can come after us. What makes you think we'd be memorable, says the (laughs) fighter with the eye patch and the adamantine halberd. I really just look around at everyone and I just say, you know, I don't know. <laughs> I'm just trying
3: to play it safe.
4: A dwarf with a kangaroo.
3: <laughs> <laughs> right now in F-
4: And Kathy, I assume you have butterfly wings because you worship dead Um, much.
3: I don't actually have have wings,
4: but... Not yet.
3: Not yet. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, yeah. So I mean, if you guys want to talk, I'm willing to just walk up and pretend like we belong there.
0: Boy, right. be- look, do your teleportation into the window.
3: Right, okay. You can do that back
0: and forth, no problem?
3: Yeah, I can do that. Um, So I'm just going to dimensional hop my way over to the side of the house to window, avoiding the halfling servant that's at the gate.
1: Okay, so uh, let me go ahead and move us over to the map of the villa, and you can get a good idea of the lay of the land there.
2: And then I'll, I'll keep the halfling distracted while Locke is transporting in there.
1: Uh, you, this is the outside here at the northeast of the map. Uh, there's just a simple gate with a little bit of a watch booth on either side of it to guard it. Okay. And outside here, to the right of the gate, where the garden is, is where that helpful little halfling is busy.
3: Okay, so let me see how far away we are from... Um, Can I see a window from here that I could...
1: Well, that's the fun thing, is looking at this map and and the villa itself, the outer wall doesn't seem to have a whole lot of windows. Um, That's In fact, there doesn't seem to be a single window in this entire villa. They are very stuffy inside.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Because without a window, this whole plan is is moot.
1: (laughs) There is no windows in this villa. They are super paranoid, evidently.
3: All right, so then (laughs) negating all our previous conversation, (laughs) we might just have to walk up and act like we belong here.
1: Is there a keyhole? Uh, there is a big barred iron gate.
2: Ah, but theoretically, Locke could see well enough through that to teleport to the other side, right? If, well, I can teleport,
3: right. it's just I need to look into a room to
2: teleport us into yeah. the building. The,
1: but the problem. problem is this ultra-friendly halfling here.
2: Oh, it's gigantic.
1: <laughs> is, is right here.
2: <laughs> I'm going to talk to him and try to keep him distracted. Right. And I'm going to pretend like that's not the most sinister token I've ever seen. <laughs> well,
3: we don't have to distract him at this point if we're just going to all go in as a group, so.
1: Alright, so if you do approach the uh, the villa itself, the halfling servant looks up to you in a, only a mild bit of surprise and then, of course, greets you all. Oh, he, oh, yes, 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 yes. Come on, come on in. We, we can bring you to the meeting room right away. As if he's not all that surprised at all that a group of odd individuals have made their way to the villa.
2: Sure. Okay. Th- thanks. It's been
1: a long road. Let's get moving. <laughs> Oh, yeah, it doesn't look like... I know why I could sit down. It, it, it doesn't look like you've brought, brought any horses with you, uh, so you won't no. need use of the stable. All right, all right, all right. Come on, come on in, come on. Let me show you. Um, show we you were
3: that. we were worried that we were going to be late and, and miss everyone.
1: Oh, you, you are running quite late, quite late indeed. Uh, oh, yes, 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 yes. And then he escorts you through the garden, past the beautiful pond, into the sitting room. So um, go ahead and, and seat you all here in the, in the welcoming chamber. Which sure. Let me go ahead and describe that for you. You see in the meeting room, lavish rugs and velvet couches fill this large square entry chamber. Sturdy oak doors open to the north and curtains cover the adjoining hallways to the east and west that lead off to separate areas of the villa. A central brazier burns with a magical fire that fills the room with a lovely, lovely light.
2: Mm-hmm. I'm tempted to kick off my boots, but now ain't the time. Mm-hmm. No.
1: So what are y'all doing while you are currently waiting here in the waiting room?
4: Is okay. the halfling still with
1: us? Now the halfling has moved out of the room. Uh, he said something about, n- 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 let me get the lady.
3: Okay, so my thought is that we say, oh, you know what, we heard rumors that you were looking for, you know, um, muscle or the magical equivalent, and we are interested in um, joining up, no questions asked, and that is our plan?
2: Uh, I'm going to stand by the door while you all discuss this, just in case we need any muscle at the door.
0: Boy, I like that idea of luck, and my only worry, I'm not much of a so lawyer. <laughs> if you just got
3: me to do the talking, that's fine, but I'm not much of a liar either.
0: Alright. <laughs> I can be strong and I can be silent.
3: I can be I'm charming, the- but lie is not my forte.
0: I'm gonna look around,
4: see where we're sort of gotten ourselves into, and then I'm gonna make cast mage armor
3: on myself real quick. Just in case. -hmm. I'm sure we won't run into any trouble. Mm -hmm.
1: (sighs) A few moments later and a rather prim and proper looking woman makes her way into the room. She is wearing brass spectacles and a blue gown with incredibly... Lovely dark skin. She puts her finger up to her uh, spectacles and then looks down at each of you as she comes in and says Ah oh, yes. Uh, it's good to see you. I am apologies that the master is not able to greet you right now. I'm afraid that he's away dealing with business with the uh, the current exaltation, of course. Now how can I be of assistance to you and what brings you to the villa?
3: Well, we realize it might be a bit late. Um, but, you know, we've. Um, we came here hearing about the exaltation and the direction it might go in, which is a bit troubling. And then we heard that you all might be looking for some outside help for, you know, particular jobs. And we thought we would come and offer our services.
1: Mm, outside help for 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 what sort of job? She seems to be very confused by this. Uh, uh, what sort of services were you wanting to provide? As she begins to uh, speak, uh, the halfling that you met earlier comes out with a tray of cakes and teas and drinks for you all.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh I absolutely your- shove shove them all into my face. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs>
3: We, we didn't have details, we just heard that there was work to be had here, and as we have we don't have, we just, like I said, we came here for the exaltation, so we don't have much going on at the point. So we just thought that we would offer any of our services. Mm-hmm. We've got magic, mm-hmm. we've got muscle,
2: you know, we have access to ships. Mm-hmm. We, uh, we was told to show up for a job that might entail some gold, do you know anything about that?
1: Um, she seems to be a bit confused by what you're offering right now as she, as she okay. reaches forward to take a glass of tea for herself yeah, uh, yeah. and then she motions towards the uh, the and says, Preston, dear, can you can you go bring me some uh, some scrolls and, and, and of course a writing tablet? I, I wish to uh, interview uh, these applicants yeah so So what would be your special skills that you have on offer? please, please help oh, yourself I'd... to the refreshments?
2: I'm definitely going to help myself to a sense motive. <laughs> <laughs> give me a sense um, mother of check uh sixteen the way she, the way she said fetch me scrolls kind of sounded a little threatening to me
1: mm-hmm. um you determined that she needs a scroll and paper and that she is very confused as to why you're here but doesn't seem to be have any malicious intent right now
3: um I'm not going to have anything I'll hold a teacup but I'm not going to drink anything okay um uh, and I'm going to say, well, you know, uh, for instance, mm-hmm. I, um, I worship Desna.
1: Oh, yes, you're yes, yes, um, lovely goddess, lovely.
3: I have a gift for getting myself into places that I'm maybe not supposed to be, or that might be difficult to get into. Uh,
1: well, you have um, to understand that Master Caldahan is only interested in the most, utmost respectable interests.
3: I'm a cleric. I think I'm pretty respectable. It's just, you know, sometimes when there's trouble, you, you have to get there quickly. Mm-hmm. I'm really good at that. Okay. Um,
2: Did he not tell you who we were? Who was coming?
1: Um, I'm afraid that th- I'm afraid that Mas- Master Kaldohon has had so many visitors lately. It's very difficult to just keep track. But no, I haven't been made aware of your particular party. Uh, what did you say again? Your, your your group specialty was
2: transportation. Fair Brinehart, Brinehart family of merchant ships. Oh, okay. We get stuff into or out of places uh, discreetly, so
3: to say that's right on ships through magic or through muscle we make things Mm -hmm.
1: can i
2: use diplomacy
1: absolutely use some diplomacy (laughs) Mm -hmm.
2: i'll aid because i'm trying to aid i guess oh that's a
3: 23 only but that's not bad 23 i
2: successfully
1: aid okay 25 25 okay um, she seems to be very impressed by your offerings and is, uh, when the, when the scrolls and, and pen come back, uh, she begins to take diligent notes uh, and it seems mm. to, uh, oh yes, 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 yes. I can see indeed why the master would want to secure your services immediately. And as she I'm begins to, a sense uh, motive okay.
3: <laughs> That's a 22. I don't know. A
1: 22. Yeah. Um you believe that you have convinced her that you would make a great business partner. She seems to be earnest in her wish to recruit you now.
3: Do I think she do I think she understands what she's recruiting us for?
1: <laughs> uh she seems to have m- some specific task in mind for what you're okay. doing, but it probably right. isn't the one you think. Right. Okay. <laughs> um it expe- becomes especially apparent when she falls over, coughing, and the, her pen scrolls off of the, the parchment she was working on and knocks over one of the inkwells, blotting out her notes.
3: Um, Heel Tech, 18.
2: Right.
1: Anybody who had a snack, I need some fortitude saves.
2: I knew it. I no.
1: knew it. Who had a snack? <laughs> oh, I, I had
2: like 16 of them.
1: Oh, oh boy. You did. Really. Okay, so what?
2: Mm-hmm. I, I ate as many as you would have allowed me to eat it before she, she went and got the scrolls because I was nervous after she went to get the <laughs> mm-hmm. right,
1: I was so like halfway through a cake tea. and I said Okay, it we'll down. handle your fortitude cake saves separately. Who else had the snack?
4: Does the tea count?
1: Yes, the tea counts.
4: Oh my goodness, guys. Hmm, I don't know. I can't, I didn't say anything, but I don't know if Ezra okay, may, okay, may have had some tea. Very quickly. No.
3: Hold on. Very quickly when I saw her do this and I suspected that there was something in the snacks I go and I touch my two foolish friends who had any of this stuff and I'm going to give them both a bit of luck. So their next roll, if it's a d20 they can roll twice and take the more favorable result.
2: Nice. There you go. I knew it was a trap but I couldn't help myself. The strawberries (laughs) looked amazing. (laughs)
1: <laughs> All right. So, are you the only one? Uh, Stone throw
0: didn't didn't have any. No, this is human food. Okay. I just don't eat sugar and tea. All right.
1: <laughs> okay. Do you. Um, I'm gonna say you had at least five doses of this poison <laughs> with your enthusiastic <laughs> nice. snatching. So, give me nice. a fortitude save.
2: All right. Luckily, I'm a fighter and I'm decent at this. So let's see. <laughs> Goodness okay, so my best one out of these two dice is a five, so my fortitude <laughs> save is
1: eighteen. Oh, oh boy. Alrighty. That's...
2: No. I'm, not, I'm not very good at rolling dice. <laughs> Alright, so
1: your throat begins to feel congested and restricted. Breathing becomes hard, and you're going to begin coughing up small amounts of blood. Okay. Mm -hmm. Uh, You take two points of constitution damage. Okay. And that is when the doors burst open and several halflings
0: flood the room.
3: Why is it always halflings?
0: Because it's the same evil group that fights us in the other adventure.
3: Yeah, but we don't know that.
0: Yeah, I know, but all right. Well, then what do you mean it's always halflings?
3: (laughs) Maybe Vox had other halfling troubles.
0: All right, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt your character (laughs) development. (laughs) All
1: right, so what... Oh, I need one more little halfling added to this combat. I see I misread it. Put him next to
2: me, Param. Put him next to me.
1: As your hostess falls over, spilling her teacup... The doors burst open as several armed men rush in through here, dressed as servants but wielding deadly-looking daggers. (laughs) They all turn to you as one of them barks. "Alrighty, slit the group of them throats, even the lady. Let's not leave any witnesses.
3: What? Why? What? Why? Why did this have to go this way? We came here to have a
5: conversation.
1: You're only talking you're gonna be doing this prayers, lady. All right, it's now Lauren's turn, or should I say? Actually, I for I, I hate to I forgot the name of everybody's characters.
2: Farah, this is why I have post-it notes. param this is why I have post-it notes.
4: <laughs> Lauren, Lauren is Farah, like the
1: Farah. Yes,
2: Farah's yes. turn.
1: It is Farah's turn. Go, Farah.
2: All right, so I'm gonna cough up a little bit of blood thanks to this poison, and I'm gonna just tromp on over to this closest halfling and turn him into a quarterling with my adamantine halberd.
1: Let's see if you know complex division.
2: Alright, so we're going to do a power attack here. Alright, I have a 13 on the die, which means, do I hit him with a 30?
1: You (laughs) totally hit him. This poor halfling is easily hit with a 30.
2: Okay, uh, I rolled low on the damage, 25 points of damage.
1: Oh, ouch! That is one aching halfling, as your axe manages to cut deeply into his side. Alrighty. Up on next on the initiative tracker is a purple-cloaked man wielding a very fuzzy wine glass, as in there's lots of fumes wafting off of it. Do you see him quaff a potion and disappear from every, from view. Oh. <sighs> that was the one on the right? Oh, he gone. So as the shifty looking human disappears it is now Stone Throw's turn in the middle near the brazier. All around you comet is broken out. Deadly knives are drawn. Your friend moves to violent action. What do you do? I'm
0: gonna walk around the brazier drop off Joey. And get right next to Ezrin just to make sure that no, at least visible halfling is a threat to him. So how do you drop off Joey again? Describe it for the audience. All right. So this is hosteling armor, Mm -hmm. which, fun fact, I designed hosteling armor. This was in Ultimate Equipment, Uh and it is one part Conan the Adventurer launching Needle, one part Soundwave launching any of his cassette guys. So just picture me tapping on my shoulder and a fully emerged kangaroo hops out. He was in a brief slumber. Because they're asleep. They're in a hibernative state. Uh, but yeah, he shows up ready to fight. It's a
2: Pokeball on your shoulder. <laughs> it's not a
0: Pokeball.
2: It's a Pokeball. that's Joey, the, I that's the
3: reference the young people need.
0: <laughs> you don't wear Pokeballs. If my shirt was a Pokeball and I could <laughs> pop them out of my chest, then fine. Why are you pokeballs throwing
1: your, on your armor on the ground, Ryan? Right? <laughs> <laughs> you just Can throw just yourself just, on the ground.
0: Quickly, Joey,
2: Thunder Punch.
1: All right, so they seem to be quite surprised that a fully grown kangaroo, which is not something that they, they are very used to seeing,
0: pops from your armor. So, what does Joey and you do now? I'm afraid that was my turn, and Joey's turn hasn't started yet. Oh, uh, but I can give Joey some instructions that uh, Joey, flank him. And I indicate this halfling that's uh, between me and Ezrin. All right. And I totally handle that animal. All right. <laughs> Alright, the halfling in front of you that you ordered
1: Joey to flank smirks and says, you and your, your fuzzy little giant rat won't be having a chance for that, and steps on up, wielding his
0: blade, making slashes at you. At me? At you, yes. Did I mention that Joey's in heavy mail? No, you didn't mention that your kangaroo was outfitted in magnificent armor. No, that didn't oh, no, come sorry, out. It's bracers of armor. He's just got bracers of armor.
5: Oh, mm. God.
1: No. I in like that case, he's totally going to
0: smack the, the kangaroo. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> he's also stronger than me by uh, quite a bit. Okay.
4: Yeah.
1: All right. So does a 15 hit your kangaroo's flat-footed AC? No. No, right. not even close. All right. Uh, does a 19 hit your kangaroos flat-footed AC? No, but close. Ooh, alright. So, he does not do very well uh, in the pseudo-boxing match against Joey. (laughs) And we're gonna move on to the next combatant, which is going to be Kathy, your Cleric of Desna. Right. Hmm. Hmm. hmm, Well,
3: I think I might dimensional hop my way behind this guy and take a swing This is my morning st- Oh, and I miss cuz I'm not good at that.
1: Oh. Still, the halfling was that was currently swashbuckling with a kangaroo was not expecting <laughs> you to dimensionally teleport yourself nope. behind him. <laughs> and Now he feels very very flanked.
3: <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, that's true. Flanking. Well, I only rolled a nine. I don't think that anything could
1: have helped that. All right, moving on. It is Ezra's turn. Is Ezran awake for this combat? Um, well, yeah. Oh well. Yes.
4: There was there was poison. There was tea. I almost drank some of that tea, but I, I did not.
1: uh
4: Ezrin is going to uh, sort of stagger up from the sofa that he's sitting on here and move kind of to the other side of the brazier, even though his friends got over there to help him. Say, <clears> these <throat> servants aren't very polite, are they? Um. Then I'll, uh, I'll fling my cane at the one that, uh, Farad just slapped at. So using Hand of the Apprentice. Oh, no. See. That doesn't get
1: used enough.
4: Uh, I, I, you know, eight times per day, I might as well use it. Uh, when you're
3: almost 40, you have to come up with these ways to, like, yeah. smack people around.
1: Uh, there's a 23 hits. A 23 does indeed hit the Halfling Assassin. Right. He's bonked in the head
4: for. Seven points of damage. Hey, Max! Nice. And my cane comes flying back to my hand. Mm. Take that, you dang (laughs) 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 whippersnapper I'm nearly (laughs) forty.
1: He rubbed his head, (laughs) kind of unbelieving that the uh, the kindly (laughs) old gentleman managed to magic a cane into his noggin.
3: I really enjoy how much we're surprising these people. Mm
1: -hmm. (laughs) Moving on, it is it is it is his turn to fight. And, of course, while he would love to return the favor of head-bopping with canes, he instead shifts over to attack, uh, take his five, takes a five-foot step to attack Farah.
2: Where do you think you're going, little man? Step up and strike.
1: Oh, that's, that's not nice at all, Farrah. He's, so go all ahead right. and roll your attack of opportunity.
2: Okay, can I hit him with a 29?
1: A 29 does indeed land a hit right, on I, I, the halfling assassin.
2: Max damage, 33 points of damage. <laughs> oh. Good luck. All right.
1: Um, how, do, how, do, how do I... Oh, goodness. Let's see.
4: <laughs>
1: we'll do the, this one as piercing, because it's a halberd. All right. As he begins to try to maneuver around you, uh, you... Eddily, step to the side and skewer the poor assassin, (laughs) who I'm now starting to pity, and I'm not sure
0: exactly why. Maybe because Crystal kept calling Halfling's children. (laughs) And he
1: falls to the ground, clutching his bleeding chest. The other assassin is now a little bit more scared of you, (laughs) Pharaoh. And decides that it's much easier. To try to stab the wizard! It rushes across next to the blaze- brazier and attempts to stab Ezran in the chest with its longsword. Alright. Mm-hmm. Ezran, does a 28 hit your AC? Oh, sure does! Oh dear. And you will take 9 points of damage! Ouch.
4: Okay.
1: As the halfling manages to puncture your robes. Okay, up next in the initiative
0: is going to be Joey!
3: Remember, Joey, you're flanking.
0: I am flanking, or he's flanking. Here's the thing. Joey knows to flank with Stone Throw. Uh Uh-huh. Even though Stone Throw is the overrun specialist, Joey is uh, proficient in dragging. So that's what Joey's going to do. Going to drag the halfling so that he is between Stone Throw and Joey. Okay, so give me the reposition roll, please. That's not very good. Uh,
1: 18. 18 is not enough. The, ah. the halfling shoves your kangaroo's
0: claws aside. Let's go, me, a rat thing! Alright, so if I fail, do I not move or do I move without him? Uh, you uh,
1: you move. Nothing happens. The, the action okay. fails.
0: St- Alright.
1: And that's your standard action. I'm disappointed.
0: That's my standard action. Uh, Joey doesn't really have anything to do with his move action, so he'll just stand there mm-hmm. until he can uh, flank with Stone Throw again. Okay.
1: Um, does he have the thing to prevent that from provoking?
0: Yes. Okay. Yeah, he okay. has improved drag.
1: Excellent. All right. Uh, up next is Pharaoh. All right. I'm
2: going to level my one eye at the half halfling attacking Ezra. So you made a big mistake not coming for me. All right. I'm a spear dancer with my halberd. So okay, I'm gonna stab I'm at him with need the tip.
1: The, um, you can't five foot step through there. So is this just a standard move?
2: Okay. If you, well, what we'll do then is we'll go around. Okay. And then I'll even let him have an attack of opportunity while I move into flanking position.
1: Oh, he's so gonna foolishly try to attack of opportunity, you. Uh, I want him to. I doubt it's gonna hit a sixteen. No. Mm-hmm. That's pitiful. That's pitiful.
2: Power attack. No! All right, I hit him with well over 30 uh, for 26 points of damage.
1: Alright. Oh, he looks about half dead as you're able to <laughs> aptly dodge around the couch. Stand next to the brazier and cut into the halfling assassin. Which... Moves on next to the next individual's turn. Oh no! Uh, Kathy, uh, does a thirty? Uh, sorry, a twenty-nine hit your touch? Uh, your flat-footed touch AC? It
3: does. It really does.
1: All right. So you feel a pinprick on your neck and need to give me a fortitude save. Ooh.
3: That would be twenty-five.
1: <laughs> a twenty-five. Let me double-check here. <laughs> Uh, 25 indeed will save against whatever horrible poison is currently making your neck burn as it courses through your system. And with that,
0: we will move on to Stone Throw! Stone Throw. Alright, I'm giving Joey some new instructions. Mm-hmm. Find the invisible one. He has track. Okay. So add scent. So that is one of Joey's specialties. Okay. Because kangaroos are awesome animal companions. (laughs) (laughs) Good lord. All right. right, I made it. I lost my other die. Mm Mm-hmm. All right. So while Joey is going to be uh, tracking that guy down, I can make a full attack with my furious dwarven war axe. I will even power attack. So that's three attacks. Uh, First one is a 31. Mm Mm-hmm. Second one's a 19. And the third one is an 18.
1: Okay, so the first one hits the 19 and 18 miss. Oh. Mm -hmm.
0: I do 20 damage. 20 damage. Recorded. All right. Also, I know I called out that it's a Furious War Axe I'm not raging right now okay. But when I am, Furious adds uh, additional damage The halfling slips
1: in a five foot step To slip next to Joey mm-hmm. And away from in between all the very well armored and threatening individuals <laughs> And then attempts to stab the kangaroo a few times How dare you? Oh, 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 okay. Uh, does a twenty-four hit the kangaroo? Uh, twenty-four hits the kangaroo. Okay. Does a twenty-one hit the kangaroo? Twenty-one does not hit the kangaroo. All right. So he did not confirm the critical hit against the kangaroo. Mm. Oof. Twelve damage to the kangaroo. Uh. Kathy, it's your cleric's turn. It's not like that. He tried to poison
5: me
3: um hmm. yeah all right i'm going to i'm going to dimension hop over to the other guy because i think stone throw and joey can handle that
1: i have a question about your dimension hopping does it provoke attacks of opportunity
3: uh, let me read out exactly what it says. At 8th level, I can teleport up to 10 feet per day as a move action. Oh, it is. it must be used in 5 foot increments, and it does not provoke attacks of opportunity. Alrighty. So yeah. And I'm going to try to hit this guy. And I don't, so he's safe for now.
1: That other halfling is surrounded by people with large objects, annoyingly flying clubs, and now a teleporting cleric. It's a morning star. (laughs) At least in his final moments on this planet, he will be treated well and warm next to that comfy brazier.
3: He doesn't get knocked into it.
1: Ezrin's turn. All right. Um, uh,
4: I'm going to just try to straight up bonk him on the head with my cane style with my magic cane okay uh mm-hmm. I probably have 15 probably doesn't hit him
1: no I'm afraid it will not hit him
4: then I'll take a step back uh towards the, towards the front door
0: alright and you do so don't trip over our unconscious hostess
4: mm-hmm. oh I, was, I assumed she was sort of sal- more southerly in this <laughs> I don't know where she was mm-hmm.
1: Moving on, it is the Surrounded Halfling's turn. Let's see. I'm
4: just tempting him to try to take a step.
1: I know. He's, he's very tempted. I'm going to roll on his intelligence to see if he figures that out.
2: He's between a rock and a hard place right now. Yeah,
1: he takes a five-foot step to stab at Ezrin.
2: Oh, I love it so much. Alright. me. So, interestingly enough, I have a three on the die, and I'm still going to wait to see if I can hit with. No, you know what? Screw it. Weapon Master reroll. I'll roll, reroll this die. Better. All right. Can I hit him with? A 25.
1: A 25 will indeed hit.
2: Minimum dice damage. I will slash at him with my halberd for 24.
1: 24 damage! And he's not a very happy halfling. But he's still an alive halfling that is going to stab a wizard twice. Ezrin, does a twenty-four yeah. hit you? Yeah. Okay. Does I'm a sure twenty-three does. hit you?
4: Yeah. I'm just an old man.
1: All right, Ezran, you take thirty-four points of damage as the halfling stabs you twice. One of them a critical. <laughs> oh no. Uh, even though he took a wound, a deadly wound for it, he's going to take out his anger on the annoying wizard that lured him into the
0: trap as he proceeds to uh, halfway gut you through your robes. <laughs> Joey's turn. Joey was instructed to track down the invisible person, so he has sent. So mm-hmm. without doing anything, he knows the direction of the invisible person.
1: It is to the
0: east southeast of Joey east-south-east-ish. Alright, well, there's a couch there, so he's gonna, uh, he's gonna use sense-active ability, which is a move-action to now try and pinpoint the location of the person by getting within five feet of them. So this is a move-action. So okay. the halfling does get an attack of opportunity on Joey.
1: Alright. The halfling will totally take advantage of stabbing the kangaroo some more. Does a 21 stab the Joey? Still does not. No.
0: Alright, is Joey within five feet? Yes. All right. Well, uh, all right. So Joey just kind of points with his nose uh, southeast of him, saying he's with Well, no, actually, you tell me exactly where he is. Okay, he is southeast of Joey right now in okay. that square. So, all right. He points it out to Stone Throw. All right. Farrah's turn. I take a standard action
2: to slash at the halfling in front of me. I assuredly hit with over 30, and I'm dealing 27 points of damage.
1: Oh, and then you cut down the halfling easily with that slash. Okay.
2: I left myself a move action, and with 30 feet, I can reposition exactly to be next to this other half without provoking an attack of opportunity.
1: Indeed. You took a wide berth as you dashed around the furniture in the room. Alright, so you move behind the halfling that is currently dueling with a dangerous, armored, and armed Joey Kangaroo. <laughs> All right, then, it is the Invisible Alchemist's turn. The Invisible Alchemist does not enjoy a kangaroo that is able to know where it's at. <laughs> what are you going to do about it? <laughs> um, things. He's going to do invisible, unseen things. Things. Does a 22 hit Joey's flat-footed AC? Is he flat-footed? Flat-footed touch AC. No, just touch AC. Just touch AC. Actually, no, it's flat-footed touch AC. Yeah, you don't know what's hitting you. Well, I mean, he's aware of his space. Hmm. But he is invisible, so... Mm -hmm. Yeah, you're denied your dexterity bonus against invisible opponents.
0: All right. Uh, Well, anyway, because it's touch, it definitely hits.
1: All right. All right, I need a fortitude save from Joey as a, as a needle appears coming out of its hide. Ooh,
0: that is a natural one. Oh! So, by... now I'm not going to use my t-shirt reroll. Joey loses three constitution as damage. Oh. Maybe I should have. All right, three con. And Things. this doesn't make the alchemist become visible? No, it doesn't. Wow.
1: It is now Stone Throw's turn.
0: Alright. So, uh, the alchemist is still within five feet of Joey, right? No. Oh, alright. Oh, that screws everything up. Alright, well, I'll just take out this halfling then. Five foot step, full attack.
2: He's about to take care of himself if you don't attack him.
0: <laughs> I I don't know where the alchemist okay. went, so... Might as well... Mm-hmm. Uh, hmm. So that, oh, I'm looking at Joey's stats. So we're talking about a 26 for the first attack. Uh, no, sorry, 28 because I'm flanking. Okay. And then an 18 for the second one, and finally a 27, third one. Okay, uh, they all hit. Ooh. Cool first one's 13 damage. Then 22 damage. Oh, no, sorry. Uh, I was looking at my power... Ah, I didn't declare that was power attacking, so shoot. Mm-hmm. Um, so then that was actually 7 damage, and 16 damage. And finally, 15 damage. Right.
1: And the halfling falls to your efforts.
0: Yeah, but they could have been power attack efforts.
1: Mmm. <laughs> It is now. I'm going to command Joey to defend. Okay. It is now Kathy's cleric's
0: turn. What is that clicking noise? That was me rolling my handle animal. Ooh. Okay. I like. Kathy, are you muted? She's moved over to Ezrin.
1: Yeah, Kathy moved her token next to Ezrin, but we cannot hear it. Has she betrayed Ezrin? (laughs) No.
4: Yeah, it'd be easy to finish
1: me off right about now.
3: So. You guys, hear me now.
1: Yes, we can oh. totally hear oh, okay. you now. Thank you for returning right. to us, Kathy.
3: Bizarre. Okay, so as I was saying that you guys didn't hear me, <laughs> I am concerned about our old dude, so I'm going to go beside him and I'm going to roll a cure light wound with a ten. You get ten points of healing back.
4: Thank you, my dear.
3: You look like you could use it.
4: Oh, certainly. <laughs> uh, I didn't realize I even had this much blood.
1: <laughs> Alright. It's Ezrin's turn.
4: Mm-hmm. Okay, I just, uh, earlier in the turn realized that Ezrin has glitter dust.
5: Yeah. <laughs> uh, in my
4: I could have done all that a little earlier, but I'm not sure where he is. I got a ten-foot radius spread on this. Mm-hmm. Uh... Unfortunately, if I get any y'all in it, you're going to get blinded. Unless you will save, make a will save. Um, Please don't blind
2: us. <laughs> you could just wait and I will know the kangaroo's not going to find them.
4: Yeah. Oh, no, I should have. I hit it. Backed into the hallway, or back down here. Hmm. Huh. Alright,
1: uh... <laughs> it's worth it that our audience knows exactly where the evil oh. is standing. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, uh, Let me click over to the Twitch channel and take a look. No, I'm no, kidding. Okay.
3: Can we, like, pull the audience? Like, in, uh... <laughs> <laughs> what
4: no,
1: no. What's your action, Ezrin?
4: Uh, alright. you've you've got... You're practically half-covered from being blinded anyway, so I'm just gonna...
0: Um... <laughs> Or she's closer to be a blinded than anyone else.
4: Well, then it's, it's not a long way to go. See, that uh, there's, a, there's a sort of corner spot here that's sort of just on the other side of the southeast couch. And I'm going to fill a 10-foot radius spread with glitter dust. Right. Oh. I need a saving throw right. from Farah.
1: I can't me. wait to be blind by this.
2: <laughs> You're already poisoned.
1: <laughs> now, what sort of save does Farah have to make? As it we- is
4: a will
5: save.
1: Will save. All uh, right,
2: it's... 11 on the dice, 19 will save. You made it.
4: You're oh, covered in goodness. glitter, but uh, you're not blinded.
2: I mean, that's a, that's a bad enough fate in its own. <laughs>
4: <laughs> Did I get him? No. No, oh,
1: jeez.
2: All right, pan up. Mm. But can we draw uh, where the glitter dust is so we know where he isn't? I
1: will that is true. Totally draw the glitter dust. So it was targeting here, so that is that area got covered in glitter. Which I so drew a I big can't... pink rectangle in the corner of the room behind the chair.
2: This means that he could either have gone. Oh wait, the kangaroo's next, not me.
0: Yeah. Well, kangaroo's doing total defense as he was instructed okay. to do. And the kangaroo is oh. super defensive.
1: It is now Ferris' turn.
2: Okay, so if he's not in that area where you did your glitter dust, he's in one of two places. He's north of Stone Thrower, or he's west of me. I'm gonna head west. he could west. be down
0: the hallway over here.
2: Or he could be down the hallway. Yeah. All right, I'm gonna ready my action. Okay. When these da- when he he shoots a dart at someone, do those darts uninvisible? After so they can see inject, the- yes. Okay, um, I'm gonna re- Well. Yeah, I don't. Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. All right, I'm gonna ready my action. It might not work if I get a clue to where he is. I'm gonna move and attack.
1: The door to the Rubber. west opens and shuts. Right. He went that
0: And way.
2: shuts. Okay, five.
0: With ten, no darts thrown. Ten. Five,
2: ten. Okay, I can make it there with thirty, and I don't care. I'll attack this door with my adamantine halberd.
1: Okay, you go ahead and attack that door with your adamantine halberd.
2: Okay, so uh, I didn't roll in that one, and I deal 24 points of damage, minimum.
1: Okay, so there's not a door there anymore. you <laughs> um, uh, And then you, as, you, as you cut the door down, you do get to see uh, a door right here uh, to the north in a small decorated hallway, open and close again. Okay.
2: He went north. Go get him. Are, are you telling
1: yourself
3: to go get him? You're the
1: only one there at the moment. Alright, Stone Throw. You just saw Farah relentlessly attack the building.
0: We're not right. quite sure if this house is an undead Trent, but. So I am going to tell Joey to track it down, and I am going to ready an action to follow Joey. Okay, you do that. Uh, Kathy, what's
1: your cleric doing?
3: Um, it seems as though Farrah knows what's up, so I am going to, I guess, when she goes, follow her to the invisible person, since I don't know exactly where I'm going.
2: A point he's in that door. Still invisible.
1: (laughs) Right. Ezrin, what are you doing? Hmm. Open the door.
4: I can't get that far. I'm an old man. (laughs) <laughs> uh, someone pointed out in chat uh, I was nearly 40 only uh, 10 years ago But Ezra still thinks he's 40
0: <laughs> Nearly 40
4: Nearly 40 <laughs> 10 20 Okay 25 uh, I shouldn't be going in there I'm an old man <clears throat> I, I can't move that far And then also cast that spell like, this is about as far as I can move and also cast a spell. So I'm right behind Farer. Alright. As well. I'm is, also very
5: wounded too.
0: It is Joey's turn. Alright, so now I get to be super annoying. Mm-hmm. Because technically, opening that door and shutting that door are both move actions. So to have moved through the door, open it, and closed it would require three move actions. So either that door is not closed or that, or that alchemist is on the opposite side of that door. That is fine. Alright, so is that door open? Well, that door doesn't exist anymore. No, no, the other one. The, oh, then that door, door is totally open. yeah, wide open. Thank you. And now I bring up that Joey has the... Uh, is that an archetype? Whatever. He's a racer, which means he's... <laughs> <totally fast. laughs>
5: okay. So 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30,
0: 35, 40, 45, 50, 55, 60. That was a single action. Okay. <laughs> Stone Throw was able to keep up with that as a double action and Mm -hmm. now uh, Joey can continue oh no and now Joey has a move action will use scent to try and track down uh, wherever this invisible person is so if they're within 30 feet of Joey Joey knows it
1: they are immediately in front of Joey
0: excellent alright Joey lets Stone Throw know Stone Throw lets everybody else know alright it's now Stone Throw's turn and Stone Throw is going to overrun the invisible person (laughs) Okay. Okay, roll it. With pleasure. Oh, I rolled a two. But I'm also incredibly good at overrun. That is a 26 to overrun the alchemist. Okay, let me see here. Uh,
1: Uh, That is indeed a successful overrun and enough to knock him prone. Nice. Mm -hmm.
0: Alright, so this is where Overrun gets a little finicky. Mm -hmm. Because uh, Overrun says that you can Overrun as part of a charge, and it's never been made clear whether that means you are charging, Overrunning, and then attacking, or getting a plus two on the Overrun. I usually run it as a plus two on the Overrun. I didn't take that into account now. Mm -hmm. In the future, I I might need a ruling on that. It's usually a per-GM decision. I am
1: taken either as a move or part of a charge. Yep. I am going to be conservative in my ruling and deny an attack. That's fair. I bet that means
4: as part of a charge against someone else. Like someone on the far side of the person you're
0: overrunning. Person A to overrun person B. No. Yeah, you're charging person A. Yeah,
4: charge person B to overrun person A.
0: Because charges
4: usually you have to hit you're, you're, you're going to the nearest space of a person. Right. Makes sense to me. Yeah.
0: Like, get out of my way. Yeah. yeah. All right, and I am going to uh, continue to tell Joey to track this invisible person, because I have a feeling they're not going to stay there for very long. Okay. Uh, it's now Ferris' oh, turn. and I let the group know, they're on the floor, right here! It's Ferris' turn. So,
2: I know that he's right here, but I don't see where, where Stone Thrust I don't really know where right here is, so I'm going to try to walk into the room and then you can't. Can you see me? And then I but I don't know why I can't. Like he's invisible, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, you you can't move through that square.
2: Okay, but I attempt to. So like what happens?
0: You <laughs> like, are fall. rejected. Do I fall? Parts to what I said. It was right here at my feet. Mm-hmm. Okay. So then you, uh, you, I don't... You, know, you you're forced out.
1: Something's keeping you okay. from moving through that square. It feels like really low kicking boots. Okay.
2: Um, I don't think I can reach uh, because of where the kangaroo is.
1: Yeah, it's a hard corner.
2: Yeah, so, you know, I just have to... I guess uh, I'll I'll use a standard action to adopt a defensive posture.
1: Something happens in the room um, with a stealth check of 34 to figure out what happens.
0: (laughs) Oh, wow. Uh, Perception 32, so... I couldn't have made it, but I feel pretty good that I made it pretty close. <laughs>
1: okay. Alright. Stuff happens, you hear movement on the floor, and then footsteps in some direction, and then
0: then the, it turns over, and it's uh, okay. Kathy's cleric's turn. So they didn't teleport out of there? No.
3: I, I noticed uh, that... No oh doors opened either. It's still in bad shape, so I'm gonna give him another cure. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, that's only six. Well, six Take six. Mm-hmm. Six. Yep.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: Thank you. Are you looking? Are you looking better? Are you feeling better? A little better,
4: yeah. I I, I got most of my hit points. Okay.
1: okay. <laughs> All right. This but is now I'll be,
4: I'll, I'll be okay for
1: now. It's now the freshly healed Ezrin's turn.
4: Oh boy. Um. I could use my arcane bond to do another glitter Dust for today. Oops. It's just a question of where
1: It's a fun game Where is the invisible <laughs>
4: alchemist <laughs> Right
2: oh,
1: yeah. I think his days game.
2: are numbered You could save it
4: <laughs> Yeah I'm probably going to ha- probably save it I'll get in there and just sort of like Pull out As I go pull out my wand magic whistle And get ready I'll stand behind the kangaroo <laughs> <laughs> If I can see something I'll blast it that's the turn.
0: After that turn, it's Joey's turn. All right. Joey, is, Joey knows what direction the scent is in. Northwest. Northwest, that's what I assumed. And so you now Joey's using the move action to track Okay. Scent. Let me know when I'm within five feet. You of are. The
5: scent. Right.
1: Back uh, one so on the one. Northwest
0: of Joey. All right. Right there. Yep. All right. Points it out to the stone throw. Uh, it's hi- hiding under the table is the answer. <laughs> <laughs> under the table. All right.
3: This alchemist must be real sick of joy. <laughs> he
0: really, really <laughs> is. <laughs> Stone throw. Your turn. All right. I yell, under the table! And I will move uh-huh. over here and I will attack the table, I guess. Okay. <laughs> Power the- attack the table. Okay. 28 to hit a table. You totally hit a table. 16 damage to the table. The table is in
1: splinters.
0: (laughs) Did the splinters act as a glitter dust
1: around the invisible alchemist? You do see some of them floating on top of the alchemist. Alright. Farah, Kill him!
2: Oh. (laughs) Oh, it would be my pleasure. Alright, so I believe it's my turn if you're finished. So I'm in indeed. a 5, 10, 15, 20. I'll go ahead and go 25 if he's
1: able to uh, do attacks of opportunity. I will provoke. Uh, he is able uh, and he tries, but you don't know he tries because he rolled terribly. <laughs> okay.
2: Uh, let's see. Then I guess I'll just power attack him. Um since there's splinters there, am I doing 50% uh, mischance?
1: Uh, yes.
2: Okay, I'm just going to roll that first. Um, I got 53, so...
1: That's... I don't know. Were you going for high or low? Usually I go low. Yeah.
2: I forgot to declare, so I guess I should throw it again.
1: <laughs> All right. Under 50 um, is the target.
2: Under 50 is target. Okay. Uh, 88, so okay. I miss. Yeah. All
1: right. Alright, you you see the alchemist form up, and he as he screams out, "Yeah, doggone kangaroo! And tries to place two needles into the joey. Geez, two needles. <laughs> uh, with the horrible, horrible penalties to the hit, but uh, does a 22 hit joey? Regular AC? Yeah, just, no, touch AC. Touch AC it hits. Alright, and does a 13 touch AC hit joey? Thirteen fails. All right. So one of them got through. I need a fortitude save from Joey. Twenty. All right. So it's going to be... Let me check here. I think that's not enough. No, it's exactly enough. Nothing Ah. extra bad happens to Joey. Oh.
0: Just enough in my favor. Yeah. I'm used to GMs using their, like, explaining things from their point of view. No, no. No, no. Terrible, terrible bad person
1: is terrible bad. Alright, now I'm going to move him to the token layer, because doing that made him visible.
5: Oh.
1: oh, goody. And he is seething! He's he's standing there, covered in splinters, and like the edges of glitter, <laughs> and furniture, and his robe is torn off. He's got a bloody lip, and he's just like, hatred, pure hatred for the giant hopping rat. <laughs>
2: I'll, I'll whisper to him. Why don't you take a five-foot step, friend?
1: <laughs> <laughs> it is now oh. Kathy's cleric's turn.
3: <laughs> okay, alright. Let me get in there. Um. Oh, no, you know what? No. I'm going to stay back here. Was he the one who told everyone else to kill us? Or No,
1: he was not. Okay. It was one of the halflings that is already quite deceased.
3: Alright, um, okay, look. Clearly, you can't get away from us, even if you're invisible. So how about you cooperate with us? I roll diplomacy.
0: Okay. Well, that triggers my rage. I was looking forward to killing this guy. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs>
3: 31. 31.
0: Uh, it seems that
1: you're quite influential in your discussions, but he seems committed to see this to its bloody end.
3: Well, that's what I thought, but I thought it was also worth a shot.
1: Ezrin, <laughs> it's right. your turn. All right. Ezra's oh, going like to. Kathy, those... actually, did you have any action oh. besides chatty chatty?
3: Oh, I, I feel like my murderous friends are going to be taking care of this guy.
1: Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Apologies. Uh, Ezra, your turn.
4: Ezrin will uh, stride into the room uh, and uh, use his wand of magic missile on this person. Okay. And uh, wand? Oh, I can I never remember. It. If he died by magic missile. Yeah, that'd be hilarious. Um, I don't have a level of what. Usually, wands are probably
1: like they're the lowest level. level. Yeah, they're minimum yeah. So level take, unless they say otherwise. Take two points of
4: damage. <laughs> <laughs> oh.
1: Take that! All right, he reflects reflects his back angrily as a wand of bolt of energy manages to punch him in the face. Mm-hmm. It is
0: now Joey's turn. Alright, Joey gets to kick this guy.
3: Yeah, Joey must be pretty angry.
0: Twice. Oh. 29 with the first attack and 20 with the second attack. Um, the...
1: The 29 hits. For 9 damage. He manages to get hurt from nine damage of kick to the face. <laughs> and it is now Stone
0: throw string Alright. Stone Throw is gonna take a five-foot step. And then full attack from there, power attack. Okay. Ooh. Ooh, those are good rolls. Oh, I like the idea of good rolls. Alright, so we've got a 34. Ooh. That'll hit. 21. Uh, that'll miss. And 20. Uh, good rolls in the wrong order. Mm-hmm. For 19 damage. Alrighty.
1: Uh, he's looking extremely beat up, but he's got some fight left in him. For now. I now mean, we'll yeah, for, for about... The next combat turns worth, I imagine, as Farah takes the initiative.
2: Yeah, I really like getting to full attack. Mm-hmm. So as as a spear dancer, I'm gonna stab him forward with a with my halberd, I'll bring it up, hit him under the chin with the haft, and then follow it with an overhand chop.
1: Okay. So, cool. So
2: Alright, so I cast my dice, my low is an eight uh, is a twenty. Does that miss?
1: Twenty misses.
2: Okay, my next low is a twenty-nine, so I'm going to assume the rest of these hit. Yes. Okay, I have three and oh wait, that's twenty-six, and then sixteen damage for you math nerds out there.
1: All right, (laughs) and that is more than enough to cut this gentleman down, and he slumps in a bloody heap on the ground.
3: It cooperated.
1: All right, And there appears to be no more imminent threats to your life
0: and or liberty.
2: And then I have, and then I collapse in one of these chairs and start coughing
0: up blood. The adventure continues next week. No Direction Adventurous is a production of the No Direction Network found at nodirectionpodcast.com Adventurous plays on the Roll20 virtual tabletop and uses the War for the Crown Adventure Path Roll20 products provided by and available at roll20.net sirenscape provided our theme song and background music check them out at sirenscape.com and thank you once again to our loyal patrons if you would like to know more check out patreon.com slash no direction